welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting and in-depth look at a specific related question. On this episode, we'll discuss which 2019 movies could have Oscar chances that have been released so far. As always, I'm your Cooper Hood, once again, joined by Josh Straley. Hello, everyone. We are here to talk about things, about True. movies, Oscar things, even though we have not seen a ton of Oscar movies <laughs> for various reasons. One, they're just not out yet. Mm-hmm. They're at festivals. Two, they just haven't come out here, which is, you know, it's, it's Indiana. A, it's, yeah, it's a byproduct of living in the Midwest. Oh, exactly. You have to, like, you know, journey to an underground Cincinnati or Cleveland cinema right. to find these things. The bootleg copies of someone with that. Oh, we do not. We do not. Do bootleg copies? Yeah, exactly. We don't exact because obviously we haven't seen those movies. Obviously, they exist in those types of realms. Like, and that's not even a joke. This is just theoretical, it's here, true. folks. Would you like? So, anyway, I've talked myself into a hole here. <laughs> I want to say this: don't bootleg movies. Okay. Go see them. People need money for the things they create, and I would be ticked if I knew that as well. Yeah, like HBO should be much madder about Game of Thrones. It would be like. Just imagine if there was like some massive podcast like bootleg service that all of a sudden like one guy is like taking our pot our, our every episode of our podcast and put it on some other secret platform we don't know we don't know anything about and it's getting thousands of listens and he's profiting off of that. Like, what the heck? <laughs> he takes he takes I would, our podcast. Right. That'd be interesting. I would I would want a cut of that. I would want the listens. At the point at the at the point past that, I hope he's just like like boy redubbing everything we say in a lot of ways <laughs> in his own words. I would feel a little bit better than that's the extra effort. I guess. But anyway, if we find out about this place, yeah, if we find this out. service, we will tweet about it. We will tell you about it. And you can find our tweets online on Twitter at Friends in Film. If you're looking for episodes um that are, you know, on distinguished and legit streaming services and sites and platforms? I have no clue. They're Listen, out there. our podcasts are online. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts can be found. But on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That will help rank us, and then we can find more friends of the show. That's right. Legit friends, not these sneaky underground friends that you know we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Or just a sneaky backstabbing friends. There we go. Uh, hopefully none of these movies that we're going to talk about have been backstabbing us throughout the year. I don't, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, but we have, this is what we're going to talk about. Our big questions week is what are our early 2019 Oscar favorites? Because as we mentioned, that we're in the, the beginnings of the true award season push. And because of that, there's about to be a whole bunch of movies that we have not seen so far getting a whole bunch of praise and making us a whole lot of jealousy um, in our veins. And uh, we, instead of talking about those movies, movies we haven't seen yet, we're going to talk about movies we have seen and which ones maybe that have come out in the first eight months of the year actually have a chance of going to the Oscars maybe um, in February. So to start us off, Josh, what, what's the first movie you think could be have could have a nomination come next February? Okay, well, the first movie, I think, I think, I think the Give Me, for like best picture, best director, best actor, Whoa. best supporting actor, Whoa. and maybe best screenplay. I think it'll set some kind of like weird record. Maybe not. Not sure. Record would be like what fourteen or fifteen nominations. Oh, man. Okay, maybe not that many, but like maybe these six, maybe these five. Once upon a time in Hollywood, 
Quentin Tarantino's latest movie that we've all waited for. It's the only movie that's come out that just says this is an Oscar movie. Yeah. In its own weird way. I mean, like you can see, you know, Oscar movies by two ways. One, where you go see them. Two, how it feels watching the movie. And then also who's putting it out and what's his past and present and future in Hollywood. But I think this one is it. We don't have a, I mean, like Quentin Tarantino has not gotten a best director award. Right. Mm, a win? No. Win. No. Neither has he gotten a best film win. Correct. Or, okay, so it's just like his time in some kind of way. And then you've got Brad Pitt and you've got Leonardo DiCaprio in your movie. Best actor, best supporting, that's the push. They're totally going to get nominated. I mean, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. It's a for sure thing all the way through. And then, like, it's a Quentin Tarantino screenplay. Like, Someone's gonna throw it up on there. Yeah, I mean, that, he's been nominated twice for screenplays. He's won both times. So, oh, nice. This will definitely be one that he gets an ad for. Or sorry, he's been nominated three times, one twice. Oh wow! Congrats, Quentin Tarantino. How come I don't remember his Oscar speeches? Um, well, his most recent one was 2013 for Django, hmm. and may not have didn't been care really about long. movies then. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I think that, I think this is like. The, the quintessential top line gem. As soon as we even talked about this, I'm like, once upon a time in Hollywood, it's going to go straight down. Um, you can probably throw in a bunch of other things in there as well, but those mainstays right there, for sure. Best cat or costumes and things like that. Yeah. Best editing or cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it, like, I can't think of like best sound getting there. Maybe. I mean, if, if the Oscar really falls all over the movie, then maybe like, Margot Robbie could get something for best supporting or even like Margaret Cawley could get something. I don't know. Like there's, there's more possibilities. I think just like Leo Pitt Quentin for, you know, screenplay and directing and then, you know, best picture. Um, so I think, I think there's, uh, I, I'm in total agreement with you that the movies we've seen so far, that's the one that as I was kind of going through the movies we've seen this year, kind of running through like, okay, well, which categories could it maybe get nominated for Like, this is the one that had the most where I was like, this like I think it, I I think I gave it one two three four five six seven nominations, and it, that could get up higher if you do costumes and mm-hmm. uh, right other stuff like that. So um yeah I mean I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as of right now is the Oscar front runner. I don't know if that means it would be the f- best picture front runner or um, anything, but I think like Leo is probably the best male performance I've seen this year in a leading role. Um and. It will definitely be in the in the conversation for the next what five months. So yeah, it's a it's a big hit, obviously. So the the, uh, the next one that I the the one that I have I think has the the second most nominations on my part um, is actually the movie we just reviewed on Monday, The Farewell. I don't know if it's going to get all of these, hmm. but I think that the conversation around this movie has been so positive and like nobody's stopped talking about it. I'm hoping this isn't in. Um, instance where the movie is peaked too soon and you know by the time nominations are going on in january that people are just like oh yeah that movie did come out huh? oh well i'm talking about for ferrari and ad astra mm-hmm. and um uh judy and whatever motherless brooklyn all these other movies that have come out since then um but i think that aquafina has a legit chance of getting in a best actress nomination she's at least worthy of so um i believe that you know 
a supporting actress nomination for either the mom actress or the grandma actress could be in the cards if they if the movie is pushed hard enough. Um, Lulu Wong for directing the screenplay, I think, super strong. I don't know if it could get best picture, um, but it is, I think, worthy of that nomination. And then, I, as I mentioned in our review on Monday, the score, I think, is really good. So even if that's in the cards, I think that's at least one of those smaller categories that it could get just to have some more recognition thrown its way. Yeah, so th- I know that the the director has talked about the inspiration for this movie being mm-hmm. This American Life. Mm-hmm. Does this mean it has a shot at best adapted screenplay as well? I'm or not... do you call it original because the characters are largely made up and everything like that as well? I believe it would be original because I, I don't because so I don't think it's it's even though it could be based on an actual lie as the mm-hmm. movie says. Um, it's not based on any previously written work, yeah, or pu- or like anything that's like publicized, well documented. It's it's mainly like gotcha. I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, it's it, why sequels of original movies uh, can only get best adaption of screenplay. Yes, because they're based on the script. I from guess the so. Other yeah. Ones. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Best foreign language film because this is the second one I had here too, and I was thinking hmm. about this as well. What are our qualifications for best foreign language film? And this um, is absolutely so, so best foreign language films tricky because each country has to choose one movie to be its contender basically mm. so i don't know if this will be china's or how that's going to work but i, I guess I, I didn't even think about that as it would definitely i would imagine it qualifies for best foreign language i don't know why it wouldn't or i, I think they actually may have renamed it to best international film best international feature film um yes so yeah i mean i think that that's a that's why it totally slipped my mind that it would probably be in contention for that as well yeah eligibility i mean all uh, these are really arcane and i'm not going to take time to read them or figure this out but like yeah i mean like if you really wanted to run it that way there's absolutely an opening roma was run that way yep roma was one in best international and best picture um and only won one of those. Won best international. Yeah. Yes. That would be best picture. What won best picture last year? I can't remember. Green right. Book. That's right. Yeah, I mean, of course. Like I'm actually giving of you course. props for forgetting. I, that yeah, I, I did. Can't. I did wipe that from memory. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb year. <laughs> I like Green Book, but gosh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good movie, but best picture? No. Yeah, I know. Um, best. At, um, Aquafina probably has a best actress, you know, shot at. I think so. Well. I think so. I, I mean, I, I think just of at least the movies I've seen so far this year, she's either one or two, I think, for best female performance awesome. for me. And screenplay, best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. I think we have it. Yep. Do we have a weird talk to talk about that? But yeah, for sure there. So what what's next? Uh, what's next for you? Okay. Well, let's go to the. I have a question for you. Okay. And, <laughs> I want to talk about The Lion King. I want to talk about Toy Story 4. Okay. I want to talk about the best animated film. Going, yeah. And I want to talk about something else as well. Best special effects. Mm-hmm. The Lion King is going to get one of these. Yeah, I'd probably say the latter. Okay. So then when you're Disney and you're running, you're basically running your thing. And I, tell me your thoughts on this. I've proposed you the question, Cooper. Suss, suss this out for me. Can you tell me what I'm saying here? Can I tell you? Can I tell you what you are saying? Right, right now, whether or not Lion King is talk to me about a, the Lion King, a live action film or an animated movie. That's mm-hmm. what you want to know. Um, I think that's all. 
I don't know. I could almost see that being a mute conversation where Disney doesn't push it in either, and they just go for VFX and VFX alone. And uh, it's that tricky thing because, like, it is a outside of the one shot of the sunrise in Africa with you know, real trees that's there for like a frame or two. Um, this is a all CG movie, all VFX, all animated. You could say so, and I think that's even what John Favreau has called it. It's an animated movie because <laughs> it's. It's just incredible animation. Mm -hmm. But I still think that when it comes time for the Oscar season, I don't think Disney's going to have, you know, for your consideration ballots for, you know, best new song from Beyonce for the spirit or whatever the song's called. It's probably won't even win, but whatever. Um, It'll have like that direction from John Favreau, best picture, because why not aim high? Um, But I don't think it's going to have a best animated feature. It'll have, then it'll have like best VFX, the VFX team best sound editing and blah 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 like i don't think that i don't think they'll push it in best animation i guess academy voters could override them be like no that's it's we're gonna we're going to make a case right now set the stone from this day forward if your movie is this reliant on cg right it's an animated movie Mm -hmm. and so that way in the future there will be no debate on well is the lion king 2 animated or not well it won animated best picture so yeah i guess so yeah exactly and so like that's what i was thinking about like what do you give it i i i did not when i was going through i did not give lion king an animated nomination okay i gave it vfx only interesting because i think that's what the academy will do i think that's what disney will push it as and fair or not i guess like the movie is going for that photorealistic look Mm -hmm. whereas 99.9% 99.9% of all other anime movies that have ever existed are not. They're going for somewhat cartoony, somewhat realistic, but like you there it's not a this is a legit lion making when we're making it look like it is talking and singing. Yeah. That is not what any other movie is going for. That is just Lion King. That is what, you know, Jungle Book did as well. It got it did VFX, it didn't get animated. I mean, that's slightly different because there were sets a real person on the, on the set as well mm-hmm. um but I, I don't i don't think we're going to have that conversation of yeah. well lion king got best animated movie nomination what does that mean for cinema there's a rooted in reality approach to it is that what, kind of what you're saying Basically, I think? yeah, yeah. I, I, actually, I really like that way to think about it too i mean that way it doesn't like totally strip away the you know no yeah that's a really great way to say it like this is a special effect mm-hmm that we're putting over on a lion, even though the whole thing is animated. There's like the frame of reference is just right. so specific and real. Mm-hmm. I totally, yeah, I'm on board with that. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like, um, uh, who framed Roger rabbit, like Roger rabbit and all those other cartoons are not made to look like real life bunnies or creatures. They're made to look like cartoons. They're made to look animated. Thanos in the Avengers movies is not made to look like a cartoon. He's made to look like, as real as a nine foot Titan, <laughs> purple Titan could look. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll follow you there. Okay. So then do you have, you already mentioned Toy Story 4. Did you have that nominated anywhere other than animated movie or? Nope. I just had it a best animated movie. Yeah. Same. Um, but along with it though, under best animated movie, I put how to train your dragon three yes, up there. Absolutely. Um, I enjoyed it. It's the counter programming to Disney Pixar. Mm-hmm. And there's since and since there's no clear alternative winner so far this year, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be in the conversation. Oh, it'll de- it'll definitely. I mean, it's definitely. I don't think it will win, 
now because Toy Story 4 is kind of taking the world by storm. But um, I do think that How to Train Dragon 3 is fantastic. It is definitely worthy to get a nomination, at least if it gets the win, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, there's I, I just can't see a way where like no other there's not even another anime movie that's come out this year so far that is on par with. Toy Story or How to Train a Dragon. I mean, it's like what Angry Birds two or right. Lego Movie two, which was you know good movie, but it's not. I don't think best pick you know, best animated movie where these sequels. Yeah, yeah, like, like it, it's what? been just a bunch of like you know slightly underwhelming you know sequels to animated hits. So um, I think How to Train a Dragon three can sneak in there or not sneak it. It should be in there. Um, I also think there's an outside chance. I wouldn't bet anything that this would come true, but I think that John Powell's score is still fantastic for this franchise and just as good in this third one as it was before so if they wanted to you know reward this again um i think giving it a score nomination is um more than worthy nice i'll agree with that for sure i'm just double checking so i want to say i was i just want to see if he because he did get he got nominated for the first score for Hatcher and dragon Mm -hmm. so there is precedence that the Academy likes this score and likes that, you know, Viking sound to it. So uh, maybe they'll do it again for three. Um, I don't know. Where, where, where should we go next? What about, you know, we, we mentioned, you know, Thanos. Is there any, you know, does Endgame have shots at anything beyond VFX in your mind? Yeah, I put Best Picture down. Okay. But I mean, my the, the you know, the 10 to 1 odds of it coming true. No, but there'll be a push for it to be yeah. on there. It won't have the champions like Black Panther had, which mm-hmm. I think pushed it on there, which then ultimately ended up hurting Black Clansman's, you know, Oscar <laughs> win. For better or for worse, whatever the case, you know. But I do think, yeah, beyond VFX, sound editing, sound mixing, all of that jazz, best pic- it's in the conversation for best picture. I mean, because you destroyed, av- you, you toppled Avatar. Yeah. You're going to probably have some voters tossing it on there mm. for that first round ballot. Yeah, I think it'll be in that best picture conversation. Whether or not it makes it there is I don't I'm not totally sure yet, but I just can't I just think of it as like similar to like Lord of the Rings or something where like Return of the King won all these Oscars. Granted, you know, the previous two movies were also getting nominated for Oscars as well and mm-hmm. the Avengers movies had just basically been VFX and that's that's it. Um but I, I just do think that there's – I think that this this could be the point where even though you could say that the Academy rewarded the MCU finally with you know Black Panther with all the nominations and, and wins it got last year. Um, but I, I could see them doing it be like, well, this was the true end of it all. Mm-hmm. Here's, you know, the, here's the big thing. And there's not another Marvel movie that's going to be like pushing it for like, well, you know, was Spider-Man Far From Home better? No, it was, it was really good, but it's not, it's not better than Endgame. Is Captain Marvel better than Endgame? No. So uh, I, there's not like, well, like last year, it's like, well, is, is it Infinity War or it could it be Black Panther? Eh, you know, we don't know. It'll probably be Black Panther just because of cultural stuff. Um, but I, I, I do think that, you know, there's a chance for Best Picture. I would love to see Alan Silvestri's score get nominated as yeah. well. Um, and I don't think there will be enough space in the category, but like the Russos for directing, I think would be deserved for their their work in the mcu and i don't i don't know if you could say the same thing about marcus mcfeely because i think if you're going to reward them for their script it probably would have been for infinity war because that's that's a it has to juggle so much in that movie um, i think that's probably the the, the would have been the better chance but yeah 
Um, I think that's probably realistically, there's like three categories, VFX, score, picture, maybe, maybe, maybe if Marvel pushes it hard enough and if Downey plays the game, th- we could get a Downey nomination too, but I, I'm not counting on that one at the moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I put him down initially as like a, you know, the top eight mm-hmm. or how many actors are nominated? Uh, five. Five? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, so. it's tough. The yeah. only thing I could think of is if they ran him supporting because, you know, it's, it is a legit ensemble movie. So how can you call any one person a lead? But I, th- I feel like if you're Marvel and you're Disney, if you're going to go for this career recommend, like recognizing performance for, for Downey for this last 11 year run, mm-hmm. that like you would, you would be like, well, let's put you in supporting just so there's like a maybe better shot that you get it. Yeah. Like no, they'd be like, yeah, we're going to push you and lead whether we get it or not gonna be hard to get him in there though when you have like yeah. amazon and netflix both running adam driver <laughs> right yeah i mean there's three adam driver performances that'll be you know in contention there's gonna be you know irishman once about time in hollywood there's you know a whole bunch of other things that are in that mix that could potentially yeah. you know crack that instead so it, it's, it's definitely an uphill battle but sure. i think if it came out and if it was announced like obviously i'd be thrilled but i also think it, it, it's it's some of his best work in the mcu so why not yeah, and well, the, the entire MCU, like you said, like mm-hmm. yeah, is something I don't think he's ever been called up for it. In his MCU, no, There's, no. there has not been a single actor nomination in the MCU. Yeah, and that's that's so weird. Which I, I thought Michael B. Jordan had that chance last year to maybe sneak through Best Supporting, but um, oh well, if it's gonna happen, I guess it'd be RDJ now. So uh, that'd be cool. Um, next up for you, Josh. I'm thinking about us. Okay. Not us, right? But the movie Jordan but, yeah. Peele. You know, I mean, I think there's a best original screenplay nom in this instantly. As soon as it was just, as soon as he was an idea in his head and he put pen to paper, mm-hmm. best original screenplay. But I think there's a best director and a best score nod in there as well. And then I think best costume oh, is interesting. an underdog. I know it's like what three, three spots, four spots, not many spots. Uh, I, is it a full five? S- um, yeah, it is a full five because hair and makeup is one that has three. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So that's where I'm seeing costumes come into play. Um, but I also think Lupita Nyong'o yeah. slides in like just because number one, we all love her. Mm-hmm. Number two, her performance, the duality in there is amazing for so many reasons. And I would be up there for that. Yeah, no, I think Lupita is probably the best female performance I've seen all year still, and that came in March. I don't think anybody's topped it since. Um, I, I I, can't say it's not going to be topped throughout the rest of the year because you know, we don't know what else is coming still, but um, I think, yeah, it's, it's Lupita. I, I'm not totally sure what will happen with the rest of the movie outside of that because it's like the Academy was – you can either go, well, the Academy loved Get Out so much – that they'll just fall back all, all over Peel in his next movie, mm-hmm. or there could be the reverse. We're like, well, we already showered him with love and praise before. Is this movie on par or better than what he did before? I think the consensus is probably a no yeah. in direction and screenplay and movie quality overall. And so I don't know if picture, screenplay, or direction are legit noms, but I could at least see, I mean, of his chances, I would say best picture is his best chances because there's more slots. Yeah, definitely. I've never thought about big picture, though. Their best picture, not big picture. I don't know if I said big picture. You said big picture. Or... Best picture. Yes. Yes. 
that's not something I thought about, but yeah, absolutely. Because then you got to think too, like we had Black Klansman and Black Panther both get nominated last mm-hmm. year. And so if there's a, you know, a push by him being like one of the most prominent, you know, um, African-American directors, like black directors, like with a, with a film out, I mean, the last, the last black man in San Francisco would be the only other contender, but I'm not really finding any mainstream hype for that just yeah. yet. It is on Amazon Prime, right? It is. Or it should be soon shortly it's out on vod it was playing in um the cinema center for like a couple weeks yeah and i meant to go see it and then never got around to it i think it's on vod now though yeah it has to be at least itunes but like and aside from the hype from that like peel is just always a really good mainstay behind Mm. so yeah no that's a good call what about next for you next for me i've got i've got my own pet project here okay um midsommar Uh getting cinematography and best original score I cannot see a best original score really going through because there's a lot of talented composers out there and John Williams and Silvestri will definitely suck up the air. Um, I mean, Hans Zimmerman's Lion King probably gets something. Really? Again, I don't know. I don't think so. We'll see. But I think cinematography um, is something... It, it, there's a lot of unique ways and visions and the composure of every frame um, is just superb mm-hmm. for so many reasons um, throughout it. I mean, I don't know if you'll agree with this or not. You're much more critical. No, I mean, but the Paul, cinematography is great. Yeah, but Paul, um, I'm going to mess his name up so <laughs> bad. Uh, Pogorzelski, Pogorzelski, um, absolutely crushed it as he did in Hereditary in the same way. But I think Midsommar is that like, who is our, who is our Aster was a question we asked last year. This year is, this is Ari Aster, mm-hmm. and this is his cinematographer. And I think everything about Midsommar emphasizes just that piece of his films. So I think I think that'll get a nod. Don't think it'll win, because um, I think there are some more, much more beautiful movies on their way out from people that are much bigger names. Uh-huh. But I do think he gets tapped here. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think the cinematography is probably Midsommar's best shot. Um, it is still no pun intended. Yeah, that was not intended. I, even though I was not the biggest fan of the movie, I still think that that is its best quality. And, you know, I I could see the Academy being like, well, you know, maybe we didn't miss the boat on hereditary last Mm -hmm. year by giving it no nominations at all. Um, and so maybe they circle back around and be like, don't blame them. (laughs) (laughs) They circle back around and give, uh, cinematography one instead for Midsommar. This would probably have to depend on what else comes throughout the rest of the year. But I think as of right now, I mean, from what I've seen, Florence Pugh is one of the best female performances I've seen this year. Whether or not that'll hold up throughout the rest of the year, I don't know. But I think she could be a, somebody on the outside who's mm-hmm. like, yeah, hey guys, don't forget about her. Just, yeah. you know, just in case. I think best set design is my last one, though. Okay. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, just that whole entire nature area. But then again, we'll see what people love or what they love to see. But uh, I was definitely impressed with the village of Hagra. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but let's move uh, on to my next one, which I hope gets some nominations. I'm not expecting a whole lot, but I think Booksmart is a movie that will get a nomination in some way, in some form. Uh, the, the three that I have down are three you know higher up ones but i still think they're in the conversation original screenplay um i think is realistic 
I would love to see Wilde get a Best Directing nomination. I don't know if she will get that, though. Um, but I think she does a really good job of establishing her look and her voice and all that stuff through um, her very first movie. And, you know, if maybe some of these big movies that we're anticipating don't pan out as well as a lot of people are thinking they will, I think Picture could be in the conversation. I think they would have to... Really? I think they have to really push it and really go for it or have the... the the book smart army really pick up steam. But the one thing that I know from this movie, even though not a lot of people saw it at the theater was that it seemed like every, every, every other hour, Olivia Wilde was retweeting some major person in Hollywood saying like, go see Bookmark, go see Booksmart. It's incredible. Yeah. So like if there, if it has that support internally in the Hollywood community, maybe that's enough to push it through a couple nominations and you know, maybe, maybe the best picture. I'm not counting on it, but It'd be cool to see. Yeah, that then the Booksmart was definitely what I had on there. I actually put Beanie Feldstein down for oh, Best Actress. That'd be great because she crushes it in this movie like none other, um, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like she just goes through a loop of like she's she is I don't want to say magnetic, but you just it is her movie and yeah. she's throwing it all at the wall all the way through up until the very end where you're getting like these real, the most true emotions that are like, that feel outside of like a typical teen comedy mm-hmm. or teen, you know, adventure film. And it gets, it gets really real there. And that's like a, that's an Oscar highlight clip, real moment before she bursts out and says, let's go get some pancakes, yo. Right. And like, yeah. So I'm all about that. And then like, you got to remember too, like books park sitting at like a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And so like, and then, Olivia Wilde. Who doesn't love Olivia Wilde? And so I think oh, I think everything you said there is on point. Just the love for this movie is ongoing and ongoing. And now she's in the Lynch, uh, Richard Linklater project. And so like... Oh, Feldstein. I yeah, was like, oh, Olivia Wilde no, in a that, Richard Linklater movie? What? That would be a perfect get to. I would so... I mean, I know I made fun of it on the other... On the, uh, show earlier this week, but mm-hmm. like that would stop me if Olivia Wilde jumped on board. But yeah, no, no. I think that's... I think that is definitely... I'm going to be like the the, Os- the Oscar darling, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, so I think maybe Anna Perna can feel good about their, about their movie right there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, do you have any other that you think are like legit contenders? <sighs> legit contenders? Yeah. I have no legit contenders left. I've got I've got one that I think is a legit possibility. All right, let's hear it. I've got one or two, um, like, fingers crossed, right. please, I beg of you. But um, and that would be Rocket Man. I think Taron Edgerton still has, is still going to be in that conversation for best lead coming in here. Because like you know, there's still you know Joaquin Phoenix around the corner. Maybe Brad Pitt. You mm-hmm. know, Bale or Damon for Ford v Ferrari. Like you know, there, there's there's a whole bunch of movies coming out. But I still think Edgerton makes this movie. And without him and his charisma and his the depths that he can go to, like this movie does not work as well. And so I think that there could be enough of a push behind it and. If Paramount, it's Paramount. Uh, if they believe they have a shot, Taron is going to go for it on that press circuit, and I, there's no way that John Elton doesn't join him too, and like them to just go on this circuit throughout Hollywood for a couple of weeks, just being <laughs> like, "Hey guys, come watch our movie. I'll talk about my performance," and and Elton's going to be there. He'll play a couple songs. People, are like, wow, this is this is a great time. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll vote for him. <laughs> I have not seen Rocket Man yet, but just listening to you describe the the push. Mm-hmm. How do you say no when John Elton comes calling yeah. to say, let me talk to you about why Rocket Man is the best? And I would not hate to see that all happen. 
um, just because I like Taron Egerton and John Ellen John's music right. a lot. Although I don't, I've you know how we've had I've had this Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh-huh. Um, the hangover, basically. Yeah, the hangover, <laughs> the reflection, the, the the period of just like, why was I so infatuated with this movie when right. like it doesn't hold up? Yeah, I, that's a movie that like I've not revisited, and I don't plan on revisiting really anytime <laughs> soon. But I'm just like, I know I gave it like a four. Yeah, I did too. And I'm like, this is this is really fun time. And, and then, then Rocket Man's the same quality. And then like I watched everyone else have a really good time too. And then like the Oscars started giving it like you know like nomination after nomination. Yeah. <laughs> and like and like Rami Malek is nominated. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But like, of course he won't win. Like and like and then and then, then he, he won. And I'm like, good, yeah. But also, but wait, <laughs> I really didn't want you to right. win. Right. <laughs> in, in like a lot of these ways, um, I guess I don't I haven't seen Rocket Man just yet, but. Is there a chance the feeling could be the same, or would you be be like, Where, yeah, Taron definitely deserved to beat out, you know, Adam Driver? Well, <laughs> I don't. I'm not saying he'll. I'm not saying he'll win. <laughs> I don't think he's. Uh, hmm. No, because he's not even. But he's not better than Leo. So he's not the best performance I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. So, but I, th- I think he's worthy enough to be to get one of the five spots. But a win, no. Okay. It's more of just Fair like Taron. You're a really bright, energetic young actor. Bright future ahead of you. Um, Here's your first nomination. We'll we'll award you with the victory. You know, in ten years. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. So next up for you, any other like kind of hopeful ones that you're thinking of? I mean, I mean, other than like wanting Mid- Midsommar to get a Best Picture nomination, like and like which I didn't even mention in there because I know that's so right. far out of left field. Uh, I mean, that's that is really all I have. And as I dig through my movie here, like I would the, the list of the films I've seen this year, like. I'm only throwing small potatoes at the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not yet seen the movie I want to throw up there for hopeful, but I'm sure Which Blinded by the Light will eventually oh. crawl on my list. As yeah, well. that was one that was kind of, I was looking through my list. I was like, it's a great movie, but I can't pinpoint what I would nominate about it mm. unless it's the direction maybe, but I think the, the lead performance is really good, but I don't think he's best actor worthy. Um, it's, it could be a best adapted screenplay because it's based yeah, on the um, memoirs. I could see that. Yeah, that that's probably that, that would probably be its best chance. Because who doesn't want to invite Bruce Springsteen right. to the be Oscars? Like, Bruce, you want to open up the Oscars? Well, not really. Come on, Bruce. <laughs> come on. Like, eh, Your movie's like, nominated okay. here. Right. Come on. So that, that that was my only other like last final thought. Yeah, no, that, that I could see that maybe happening. Um, any out of left fields for you? Any out of left fields? I'm I'm just hoping for mm-hmm. uh, Shia LaBeouf for Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, I think okay. he is worthy, and probably he would I would assume run supporting because uh, I don't think you could say he's the lead of the movie. Um, I would also probably I would lo- I would like to see um jesse buckley for wild rose get nominated but i don't think that movie is way too small and doesn't have the push behind it i think to actually get any momentum and i mean i think there's like you know a chance that like the fire festival doc gets a nomination oh, um yeah. i could which, see like which one netflix the, or uh the netflix one yeah um i could see you know, like you know aladdin getting an original song nomination or something or like maybe if it's like a super weak year, which it doesn't look like it's going to be, Efron sneaks in there for best lead for Extremely Wicked, oh, but I, I don't think that's actually going to happen. And the only other thing I'll mention here is if at the last second, the new head of the Oscars is like, hey, by the way, this year we're doing best stunts. And then it's like, John Wick 3, <laughs> easy <we> win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
because I'd love to see the John Wick franchise get an Oscar nomination, which yeah. I don't see otherwise happening. Because like I don't know, you're not gonna throw him a cinematography. Like it's great, but the Academy's not gonna go for that. Um, Harrison Ford needs a Lifetime Achievement Award Oscar sometime soon. Well, he'll probably just win one for Indiana Jones Five, obviously. No, no, we're so much to just write him a movie. I've been thinking about those, like the honorary he's, Oscars. Uh, he's he's gonna be in. Um, it was a Fox movie. Now it's a Disney movie. Call of the Wild. Yeah, I want to say. But I don't know how substantial role if it's like a family adventure, if it's drama. I'm not totally sure. It's coming out next March now, so the end of the, this year. So I understand we'll it's like a like a Harrison Ford is a grizzled guy and he's like a kid and he's like, hey kid, I'll teach you how to call the wild or something like that. So or it's like carve oh. a <laughs> carve a spear out of a stick or something like that. That's what I think. That's what I okay, understand. So we'll see. But um, I don't anticipate he blowing people away in March. I don't. I don't movie, think so either. So. Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll someday, hopefully soon, we'll get uh, Harrison Ford back in like a meaty role. Fingers but, crossed. Uh, I think that's all we have. I think that's all we have. So, um, other than just bashing the Oscars from years before. Whoa. <laughs> Not bashing, but speaking about the disappointments <laughs> and expectations about the, the whole the the whole entire event. Yeah. Um. We'll like. There'll be so many more podcasts in the future to come about what what, what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. So, so uh, in the meantime, those are just the movies we would like to see, the nominations we would like to see so far. But I'm sure there's probably – I know there's movies that I've missed so far this year. I know there's movies Josh has missed so far this year. Maybe you've seen those movies. Maybe they are Oscar-worthy. If they are, let us know what movies you've seen so far that come out this year that you think are worthy of getting an Oscar nomination. You can do so by tuning us at Friends of Film on Twitter. You can follow me personally on there at Movie Cooper. And you can get at me, Josh, at Just Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share, retweet, and more. Plus, head over to iTunes, give us a five-star review with comments. Thanks again for tuning in to the Podcast. Josh, thanks for stopping in. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.